Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 119. Wow, we're, we're almost at, at the two-hour mark of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis section of the Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Heather Batsendale of Word of Hellmouth Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Heather. Hello, and thank you for having me back. What a joyous week. It's been a lot of fun. Just watch out! Watch out for that elevator uh, dinging. You know they, <laughs> they they like they actually like using that as a signal in this movie because I think this is the third time that the elevator dings and signals something. I remember it happening earlier on. I don't. It, no, that's what I'm saying. It did. It it, it, yeah. well, it happened. It happened when uh, John and uh, Bill Clay are talking, and you know John grabs the gun from him and goes, "Oh, what do you think? I'm <laughs> stupid." And then we hear the ding, and then he, then Hans goes, "You were saying <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was foreshadowing, or maybe it was just Don't know. fun." Yeah, could I be. I wonder, right. but it's definitely mm. important in this this minute. That's right. So minute one nineteen starts with John looking around, uh, exasperated, and ends with John getting ready by the door. So yesterday we ended things where there was this massive explosion. John jumped into the pool. You know, to to I, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about this yesterday, but do you really think that that would save him? <laughs> Being underwater does I always used to think I used to think that that like in movies when when people are shooting at you and if you jump under the water you're safe. And then I saw Saving, Saving Private Ryan where they show that you are not safe if you're no, underwater. It slows down the bullet. It does. So depending on where you are underwater, if you're being shot, and also what you're being shot with. And where you get um, hit. And where you get hit and all those things. All those things would come into play. However, I'm sure being underwater would help with some of the explosions here. But at this point, I think it's fair to say that this was a plot device. I mean, we were in the last minute yesterday, we were talking about why is he back in here anyway? And why is he walking through the lagoon when he could be walking around? Sure, there's you can see there's glass and debris. There's a really great in the the beginning of this too overhead shot of of everything in this room, and it's great because you get to see what it looks like all beautiful and lovely in the first scene. So it, the contrast is is there, but it's yeah. not necessary. We're really no. we're really just seeing. Okay, yeah, it's 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 there to save him. I don't I don't it's think it's to show the death like and destruction. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely a plot device, but it's it works really well. So yeah, and it's not and it's not one that isn't used in other films either. The the diving under the water, like you said, is something that's used regularly. Would it happen in real life and work that way? Probably not. But in movies, that's that's one of those movie rules. That's right. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm not jumping underwater if, if someone's shooting bullets at me. I'd, I'd rather get behind a cement wall. <laughs> If it's an option. Yes. Or, yeah. or as you said earlier this week, just uh, jump off the, the roof. Yes. Yeah, I, <laughs> if, if that would be, I mean, I'd rather jump. I think I'd rather jump off the roof than get shot up. I think. I'm not sure. I, I won't know until I'm in the moment. Hopefully as I said, I, I, I hope you're never in the moment, so you don't have to worry about that. Agreed. That, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, we, we see John start, like, looking around, trying to get his bearings. And then the, the sprinkler system kicks in. And, uh, you know, it, you know, he, he then needs to be careful not to get like electrocuted or anything by anything going on here. 
<laughs> because we need more problems. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he's a total rogue anyway. It's I, I it's it's kind of and I know it's another McTiernan movie, but and I know we mentioned it in the last episode too. But he at this point to me is very much so kind of, you know, uh, Arnie at the end of Predator, where it's like, okay, that's it. I I I'm just coming at you now, and nothing's stopping me. And you can throw everything at him, but he's he's lost the wherewithal of of thinking that he's not going to get through or past whatever. Now it's right. just a problem solving. That's true. That's true. And then we hear the the elevator ding that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And, and then <laughs> the elevator dings, the doors open, and there's just this massive explosion. Now, this, <laughs> this is a really, really cool effect. I don't know what it's based on, though, <laughs> because it's not only the elevator. You see, like, the walls around the elevator also just completely explode here. The only yes. thing that stays, you have the Christmas tree on one side, and you have the Nakatomi symbol on the other side. Those stay. They're they're yep. not affected, but it's yeah, it's I, just done really well. <laughs> I don't know if it it's the the force of of the fire or whatever it is, but it looks great. And I mean, it it obviously amplifies the moment, but it's also kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and John's reaction to it is he goes, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yes, yes. <laughs> He's completely freaked out by it all. Yeah. You know, there's. Like, what else are you going to throw at me? What else? What else? I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's perfect. It's great. Yeah. And I, I love that. You know, it looks like it's raining now in there because from the sprinkler system, you know, John, John's out in the rain. As you said, it, it gives a predator feel here. Yeah. It's an urban jungle. That's, that's what he's in right now. He's, he's, he's barefoot. He has no shirt on. He's full of injuries. He's down to um, limited ammo. He has, all of these other problems that are out of his control around him that are environmental entirely. It's it's right. an urban jungle. That's that's what he's yeah. doing right now. And he's climbing to the top of the mountain. Right. To save now, the I love the fact that, that this goes back with what you said before. We see him walk up the, these these wooden stairs. Okay. Now, these these stairs are the connection between, you know, the, the, the 30th floor and the vault, which we saw earlier, you know, in the movie. But when, when they were in the middle of the party and there's a point where, where Hans walks down these stairs, that's when he, you know, gets the information from Eddie about the, the false alarm for the fire, you know, and he's, he's standing on these particular stairs. So we see the contrast of, of seeing these stairs in, in regular play and now seeing it after all this death, death and destruction and it's raining here. And as he's like walking up, I love how the the, the Christmas tree just like falls over. Yep, <laughs> I think it's uh, maybe it's at the end of it. It's, where it's very convenient start... that it just falls yeah. over. I I wonder if it I wondered if it was on purpose or not too. And I think I think it's at this point or like right at the end where you start actually hearing the like the doomed Christmas music playing in the background. I think it's right after the Christmas yeah. tree falls. Mm-hmm. It's just it's yeah, really yeah. subtle and it gets a little bit louder. Right, but it's only for like a second because then yep. the shot changes and we see Argyle, which I, again I love the fact that this movie keeps coming back to Argyle for little bit, little moments, just to remind us that Argyle is still in play. The you know, still alive. most reliable limo driver of all time. I had even completely forgotten about this scene until it came up, and I went, "Oh yeah," because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's sitting there. He looks like he's just daydreaming. He's bored out of his mind, you know, which you'd think he wouldn't be so bored because he's got a, you know, CB, CV, uh, telephone, Every, everything that he mentions there. Nowadays, everyone has on their phone, which is the yeah. funniest thing, except for the bar. The bar is the one thing you can't get on your phone, but but it's just really funny. You, I think he said it even as a fax machine, you know. <laughs> nowadays, you can just scan something much simpler or whatever. You know, and then he's, like, woken up by some sort of noise. And you, you, we we look around and we see Leo, uh, Theo. I don't know why I keep saying Leo. We see Theo, uh, you know, working. And uh, then you see him run up the, the ramp to the truck and then Arrell like straightens himself up he's starting to get a little bit interested in what's going on here he's trying to figure this out like what what what's going on here what what uh and you know then then we see the ambulance coming out of the back of the truck now do you know the backstory of this whole idea with the ambulance no okay so when they originally wrote the the script they didn't know how the bad guys were going to get away. So when they shot the beginning scenes, when the, the the terrorists show up, there's no way that there's an ambulance in, in the back of that truck with them. Because we see the truck. We see them yeah. in there. And there is no thing. So because of the various rewrites and stuff like that, they added it in. So that's like one of the big flaws of this movie. Where, you know... You don't see the ambulance at the beginning, it's but not you there see at it the here. Beginning. Right. Ah. And I mean, he he gets into the he he gets into the ambulance pretty quickly and and drives it out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem with that at all. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of like three seconds. I mean, he's he's yeah. He's, and he also he's like mean, a NASCAR cons- driver over there. Considering considering the fact that you know how how much he can get the door open for him to go in is also a question there. Yeah, because if he would have gone in the back, he would have seen the the doors come out of the, the back right. of the truck. That's yeah. right. So, you know, so we see Hobbit business. Yeah, that's right. Gabriel <laughs> <laughs> has this like really really strange look on his face, trying to figure out, okay, what the hell is going on here? And yeah, then he has the, no yeah. idea what's going on at all. Nope. None whatsoever. And then he says, what the f*** is going on? <laughs> Which is what we're all thinking. That's I right. love it. One of my favorite things about watching a movie, particularly like this too, is when I have a thought and say something in my head and then a character says what I was thinking. Mm. And and that's one of those moments too where I feel like that that happened. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, now I'll explain. Oh, you're going to explain. Okay. You feel validated yes. as a viewer when you have that happen. <laughs> Yeah. You're like you're acknowledging me, you know that I'm here. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> and then the the shot changes, and we see John limping into the room or into the hallway. You know, looking around, you still <laughs> we still see all of these like uh, um, sparks flying flying around uh, or from the electricity or from whatever is going on. His poor feet. <sighs> yeah. At this point, it just hurts me to watch watch him walk because. Ow. Just, just ow. I mean, I'd rather take, I think, the through and through bullet wound than, than all of the glass that the man has walked through in this movie. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. And 
now because I, I actually have the, the, you know, the subtitles and the dialogue of, of what happens. So for the first time in my life, I've actually, you can hear what, or you can understand what Holly's saying. You hear her yeah. in a different room and she says, what are you going to do? Sit here while the building falls down around your ears, which and it makes you wonder. And you say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm actually glad I couldn't hear that all those years because it's one of the stupidest things you can say. Exactly. You know, around <laughs> your was, ears. I'm just going to. I, I was just going to say, I was like, oh, she starts off making sense and then it tapers off. And then I laughed at it and it took me out of the moment. Right. She should have theoretically just said, while well, the building falls down around us. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You don't have to say around your ears. I don't know. So, I don't know. But uh, Holly, Holly likes to uh, complain. I always have the subtitles know. on now because I can't hear. So. Yeah. And then, and then. Do you think it's a coincidence that her name is Holly and it's a Christmas movie? No, I don't think it's a coincidence. All right. <laughs> Do you? I, I figured somebody else. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. And then Hans responds, but we can't hear what he says. You know, that even in the subtitles, it doesn't tell us. It says, it says man shouting indistinctly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> he basically says, shut up. <laughs> shut, shut your trap. <laughs> I'm trying to steal millions of, of dollars of bonds here. You know, and then it goes back to, 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 to John and he, you know, checks the clip of bullets. Okay. So, so that's, Check. that's another thing that movies and TV do. They call that the clip, but it's actually the magazine. Yes, of course. And all movies, I, I'm just, I'm just correcting for the sake of correcting, but all movies and TV shows do this for the most part, but it's actually the magazine. Tremors, yes. you'll have Heather and Bert say it correctly. Other than that, I can't note a time when I've heard a movie or TV show get it right, even though occasionally they do. Well, you're also saying I got it wrong, but you did. You know, it, but you were, but you were, you were according to movie and TV. No, but but reality. you have to understand it right. is it is also known as a clip. Okay, the official name is a magazine. Yes. Okay, but it is known as an ammo clip. So, you know, we're we're both right here, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> And you can actually see that there is one bullet in in the, the top of that clip. That's what I'm actually looking at right now. I'm trying to see. Because I, yeah. I stopped it a couple times looking at it uh, the other day, too, and I couldn't see if there was one or not. It was really actually, hard. To, and, and, and there could be one in the yeah, – I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. I believe that there is one there because it wouldn't make sense. I mean, tomorrow we'll talk about it. But yes. it wouldn't make sense if there was no bullet in there. Um, because again, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll talk about why, why that's like that. And but the you can see that John very is important tomorrow. Yes. Yes. You can see that John is clearly disappointed about this whole thing. <laughs> and then we, we see Christoph, uh, tries to pull Holly up and she actually hits him. Yeah. <laughs> and then she agrees and she goes, Hey, all right. <laughs> and then, and then Hans once again, screams to him, Ali, you know, which we talked about yesterday. He's calling Christoph Ali again. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't know his name and doesn't call him. It's, it take too long to say he, Christoph. He just says, ah, you're, you're Ali. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need to acknowledge him anymore that he's a henchman. Yeah. But he's the henchman that everyone forgets. Yes. Because true. do you know how many, how many uh, bad guys there are in this movie? 
There's a lot. Um, let me see. <sighs> Five outside of Han? No, there's more. No. There's more. Wow. Okay. Do you want to go through the names? Yeah. Or it doesn't names. matter. Okay. So you got you got Hans. You got Tony. Okay. You got Carl. All right. You have Marco, who's who gets shot in the the boardroom. You have Heinrich, who's also shot in the boardroom. All right. That's five. Then you have James and Alexander, who both are blown up in the explosion. Uh, when John throws the, the chair down the shaft. Oh, okay. that's right. Then you have Uli, who, you know, uh, gets, get who got shot last week as John was coming up into, on, onto the, uh, uh, onto the roof. Then you have Eddie, you have Theo. That's 10 so far. Oh my All right. Goodness. Yeah. I really love um, that. Wait, we're not done. There's more. Then you have Fritz. And Franco, who um, Fritz gets shot when uh, he gets shot in the in the gut as uh, when John is, is shooting them, is fighting them right after the Bill Clay scene. And then during that scene, he shoots at, at Franco and shoots him in the kneecaps. OK, so, so that's 12. So who's missing still? Christoph. That's right. So we got 13. Now, if you look well, at the poster of this movie, yeah. the poster says a dozen terrorists take over a, a, a high rise. Ah. There are 13. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So he is the forgotten yes. one. Well done. Well done. And basically, uh, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what happens to him tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, what his end may or may not right. be. So did you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the, 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 the little bits of the script? I would like to hear the little bits of the script. Okay. Yesterday we talked about the, the ding in the elevator from the, from the script and it says suddenly the wall explodes outward as an entire elevator crashes through the wall, swinging on its cable like a demolition ball on a crane. So that actually explains what theoretically happened here. The elevator landed yeah. and exploded. That's why it dinged because it showed up there. But why would it stop at the 30th floor? In, you know, because yeah. it sounds as if there's an elevator below it. And it sound, you would think it would be yeah. that it would land on the, the ground floor and would do that. Or if it just happened to go off a bit randomly, hit another floor. Mm, but sounds a little strange. Yeah, it's just, it's a bit convenient. It's a yeah. bit convenient. Yeah. So, and then it says, McLean runs up the steps as brickwork flies past his head like shrapnel. The elevator reaches the apex of its swing, drops down in an arcing turn. The The elevator crashes into the stairs. The section McLean is on snaps loose. At the last minute, McLean leaps towards the vault floor balcony and catches it. As stairs in the elevator crumble behind him and beneath him, with his last effort, he hauls himself onto the balcony and then moves off. So, you know, this this basically sounds like, you know, what what happens in uh, Fellowship of the Ring, you know, where they're running down the stairs and it's like everything's yep. falling behind them and stuff like that. They're yeah, they're outrunning the doom behind them. Yeah, yeah. so it's 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 uh it's, it's a little strange the way that they. Uh, 
they say that. Okay, then it goes, says the basement, Arbidal is huddled down on the floor of the back seat. The stuffed animal held over his head as much for company as protection. As the building ceases to rock, Argyle sneaks a peek out from under the fur and sees Theo at the delivery truck. He steps into a white paramedic's jumpsuit and zips it up. He hops into the cab and pulls the truck away from the loading dock. And then it goes back to McLean, creeps forward, and looks carefully into the vault room. And then it says they're getting ready to leave with the Barabans. Suddenly the camera focuses on Holly. McLean's face shows his anguish. He checks the weapon he took from Uli. One bullet. <laughs> Doesn't go completely in order because it talks about the, the basement. It says, Theo has pulled two ramps out from the truck and slips into the back. A car engine fires up inside the delivery truck. Argyle, real, realization dawning, he vaults into the front seat. A paramedic van shoots out to the back of the Pacific Courier delivery truck. And that, that's how it'll basically end here. The rest is tomorrow. Okay, so that's interesting. So Argyle in the script actually seems like he's more concerned about his surroundings and is worried about the situation, whereas in the the movie, he's just kind of like chilling. Yeah, completely. <laughs> that's that's interesting too. I I like the play of him just kind of taking it in. It's a it's a nice little comedic break too, and also because you do forget that he's he's there for a bit right. too. That's true. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Holiday Edition, where my guests will give a little story anecdote about an adventure or misadventure or something that happened to them over the course of their life that's somehow related to a holiday. So what what else do you have for us, Heather? Mine is specific to actually Die Hard, and it's Christmas. Um, I'd say about nine years ago, we've started my my two oldest kids and my now husband who we were dating at the time started the christmas tradition of watching action movies it started off with lethal weapon we did a lethal weapon movie a thon on christmas day i cooked all day it was just us and we watched movies all day which was fun so the next year i decided why don't we do that again so we did it with die hard and started doing untraditional you watched christmas all five movies. of them not all five of them. Didn't make all five. Actually, actually, we, we did. I think, but we fell asleep on the couch. I think that was the year we fell asleep on the couch. It was either that or that was Terminator. It was it was Terminator or it was Die Hard. I'm not sure. Um, but that's what it ended up turning I'm not. I'm not going to invite you back if you're just... telling me that you're going to fall back asleep and that you fall asleep during Die Hard. Come on. <laughs> I've, I've fallen asleep during every single movie ever at some point. But... Uh, but yeah, so so all the following years we will have some kind of action adventure um, movie series on, and usually just play it all day in the background. I know some people like to do sports or do Christmas movies. We don't actually do Christmas movies unless it's accidental on Christmas anymore. We've done Terminator. We've done a bunch of Star Wars before because you can't do all Star Wars. We've done Aliens before. Um, I don't know what we're going to do this year. We haven't talked about it yet. But yeah, that's that's what we do on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Whether we all sit down and actually watch all the movies together or not, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But it's, it's playing it's in the background. Action hero. <laughs> yep, it's it's action hero, and I cook all day on Christmas usually, so I I like to have it on while I'm cooking. It gives me peace. Ah, okay, great. <laughs> you do what you need to. I need explosions and violence on my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, that is great. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with uh, Heather Baxendale. 
Yes, you can find me on all the socials uh, under my pen name, H.B. Walsh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those goodies. Um, you can find my book, The Prophecy, Part 1, Lost, on Amazon. You can search under the title or you can search under my name and find it easily. Part 2 should be out at the end of December, beginning of January. We don't have official date yet. And you can give the new podcast a list. It is a Buffy rewatch podcast called Word of Hellmouth. Myself and Mark Armstead host it with Rabbit Hole Podcasts. And you can find that on Patreon and all your other funsies like Spotify and those goodsies. Goodsies, woodsies, all that joy. Excellent. And finding me is quite simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, or you can go directly to my website, movearoundminute.com. Um, so how do you, you want to come back and finish up the week tomorrow? I do, I do, I do. All right, well, hang, hang on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very good. There you action. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so until tomorrow, yippee ki yippee